On today's Into Your Head podcast number 664, Life Before Spatial Awareness, how Stephen King started writing, facial organs in 2D, irresponsible weather management by ancient civilizations, convenience stores versus dinosaurs, that song about the hole in the bucket, chaos as a lifestyle choice, the arguments in favour of cheese and omelettes, contextual cat selection, the sun at night, and Lots more. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of uh, topics coming out of this face, uh, this facial, ah, uh, this facial uh, organ uh, in the middle of my head. Well, in the front of my head, I suppose. If you're looking at in two D, appears to be in the middle of my head. Unless you're looking at in two D from another angle. Two uh, D doesn't necessarily have to be from the front. You know, you can have a two D image of the back of my head in which case I would appear to have no face whatsoever or else that would I suppose that would be the face the face the back of my head would be the face in that case the face is whatever uh, whatever frontage uh, comes at you when you look at it uh, so it's a good job uh, us as human beings uh, early in our evolution managed to figure out uh, spatial awareness well we weren't really aware of it we just had it we ironically uh, we had spatial awareness with knew nothing about it. We had no knowledge of any of this crap until a couple of hundred years ago when we started studying it, but we still had it. We had spatial awareness uh, despite being completely unaware that we had it. We had no idea what it was, uh, but we had it. We had it, and that was it. Sometimes having it is enough. You don't have to become a fucking PhD expert in it. Uh, No, no. I have a car. I have no idea how it works. I can't even drive it. My wife drives it. Uh, That's perfectly fine. You don't need to know everything about everything. I wouldn't know how to make it go if I needed to. If I was to get into the driver's seat of that car today, uh, well for one thing it's not there because my wife's at work but if I was to get into it now uh, somehow uh, maybe somehow uh, transmute myself over to where the car is in the car park somewhere in this county and get into the driving seat right. I'd probably beam myself right into the driver's see rather than the outside because uh, I don't have the key on. In fact she has the only key so it's, that's not going to work at all unless I learn how to hotwire it first. I'm not going to hotwire my own freaking family's car. Don't be fucking ridiculous. Uh, no, no. Happy to carry on being a passenger. Anyway hello and welcome to the show. Monkey nuts. That's what they call them. They call them big shit eating uh, piss piling uh, sky opening. Is the sky open or closed? Here's a question for you. Uh, during the day when you can't see out through it, out into space, into the stars, does that mean the sky is closed effectively like the dome? Or is it just so open uh, that it's too oh, it's too bright to see anything? I don't know. I can see the fucking sun when it's there. I can't see the fucking stars when they're not there. I can see the moon sometimes when it's there inappropriately during the day. Uh, I never see the sun at night though. The sun never makes an appearance 
appearance even for half an hour or so after sundown and never pops out for a few minutes but the moon feels free to do so during the day and uh, not that I'm, I'm well aware that the moon doesn't feel anything that they're not uh, people although it was a time back when in uh, some of the greatest civilizations that ever existed on this planet uh, they're not including the dinosaurs uh, some of them used to think that the sun was a, uh, a fella on a chariot riding across the sky every day which was perfectly reasonable at the time you had a flat earth uh, round admittedly still probably disc shaped so it was both uh, we, the, the earth can be round and disc shaped and flat you know it can be round and flat at the same time and uh, we didn't have to argue about it in those days uh, some people would say the earth is round and other people would say it is indeed but it's also flat it's a round flat disc shape uh, and then some people started saying I wonder what's on the underneath of us and people would say oh that's hell uh, that's where you go uh, that's where you go if you steal too many popsicle sticks or you make too many jokes about Jesus riding a popsicle stick and you do it uh, in a in a spirit of ill will towards Jesus Christ or if you criticize the fella in the sky or whoever our God actually now that I think about it, in those days they had a different God uh, they had a whole set of gods then they had the fella who rode the chariot here's the sun god and then they had the god of thunder they had a fella in charge of electricity natural electricity and every now and then he'd come out at night and he'd say I'm going to fire some electricity at this place just to uh, like a little jump start and we'll jump start this planet for a while uh, so he'd put down some electricity he'd also put water uh, down as well he'd sprinkle water and electricity down at the same time uh, which as we now know was highly dangerous for a party it wasn't in those days especially if you're a god as if that went, went wrong you could just call on the other gods to help them and then you had the god of oh you had the god of well-being uh, you had the god of uh, worship there was a god in charge of worship uh, he was the fellow who'd be in charge of worshipping other gods he was a, he'd be like the chief whip on the, in the parliament uh, in the government front bench to be a chief whip he'd be in charge of making sure everybody in the party voted properly uh, he was in charge of worship uh, this is all made up of course just like the real thing the real thing is made up too uh, so I don't see why my made up version of it can't be make up, made up uh, if fiction can be made up then I can make fictional fiction as well uh, whatever that means uh, which reminds me, uh, check out Matchstick Cat's uh, episode, hold on a minute, uh, my webcomic, intoyourhead.com, click on the comic section and check out the recent one about Stephen King, because that ties in with this, the whole fiction thing, I've just realised, uh, we have a tie-in, for once we had to have a tie-in between my webcomic Matchstick Cat's uh, episode 255 and this segment of Into Your Head podcast in which I discuss uh, fiction or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, on with the show. Once upon a time, there was a... Oh, there was a... There was a... Nothing. There was nothing. Once upon a time, there was nothing. Uh, yes. 
Uh, we still manage to make billions and billions and billions of years worth of history out of it. Uh, it just goes to show you can make a story out of nothing. Uh, Stephen King knew that. Uh, he sat down one day and he said, uh, Dear reader, and then he just kept writing. He just decided, uh, I don't even have any readers yet, but I'm just going to go, Dear reader, and write something to the reader. I'll say, Oh, uh, there was a town once uh, called Castle Town something something main because everything Stephen King writes about his Castle Town something something main or something castle or something something or oh, whatever it is. Uh, same places, different people. That's what I say because he realizes that the world, uh, the world is rotating all the time, and what's happening in Castle Town main today, uh, in that same uh, point in space five hours later, uh, it's a different country, a different part of the world because of the rotation of the globe uh, so all the stories are set in the same at the same point in space but a different part of the world I'm surprised he doesn't uh, set them on other planets as well or on asteroids uh, maybe he's not aware that the earth also goes around through space in a yearly orbit and that it doesn't just revolve uh, so he's probably made a mistake there or maybe he's decided that all his stories are set in a fictional universe in which the world only uh, revolves, rotates, and doesn't uh, orbit anything, uh, so it stays in the same point in space, but just uh, revolves. I suppose that would work. Uh, he is, after all, an author of fiction. He doesn't have to base anything on the truth. He can just lie his face off. Uh, that probably makes you arrogant, that sort of job. Uh, he's probably, if he's ever up in court and he's asked, uh, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, uh, he'd probably say, uh, Stephen King uh, sat in front of the judge and said, uh, yes, I do, uh, but he had his fingers crossed behind his back. Uh, fortunately, uh, he was living in a fictional world where having your fingers crossed behind your back is a mark of respect and where it's okay to lie to a judge. And that's probably what he'd probably say. And then the judge would say, what the fuck are you talking about? And Stephen King would say, Christ, I've made this judge very sweary, haven't I? That's rather unrealistic. Uh, maybe I should have him uh, just uh, call me out for contempt of court. Although I've no contempt for this court whatsoever. I've no contempt for anybody who works here. They're all human beings just doing their job. Uh, just like me. I'm Stephen King. I'm just a human being doing my job. Uh, well, is it a job? I suppose I'm self-employed. I'm doing my work. I'm not, uh, I don't go up to some boss somewhere and say, hello, uh, what have you got for me today, boss? And the boss doesn't say, oh, hello, Stephen. I've got a short story. Uh, it needs to be 856,000 words long. And it needs to have a cat in it. And I need it by, oh, I need it by 5 p.m. Friday. No excuses. Uh, no, no, it doesn't work like that. Uh, no creative person could work under that sort of pressure. Uh, I can tell you that myself. As a creative person myself, if you came up to me and said, I need a two-hour podcast and I need it done by 3 p.m. today, uh, that would just wreck my head. Uh, that would wreck my head. Hence, hence us not having a fixed schedule anymore. We do it when I'm in the mood. Although there's still the same amount of content, roughly. Or at least that's the general idea. Uh, oh, whatever. Anyway, on with the show. Two cats walk into a bar. 
one of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter, or at least he thinks he does, because he doesn't have any spatial awareness, and he's got something wrong with him, so he only sees stuff in 3D. Uh, so basically, he just moves forward about an inch and tries to move upwards, because he thinks he's looking at a... Oh, he thinks he's looking at a flat space. He said the bar is over there, and he thinks, oh, it's just up there. If I uh, look up a bit, I'll be able to uh, be seen at the bar... Be a factual fact. No, he's just inside the door. No idea what he's doing. He's acting as if the whole bar house area is just a flat picture and he just needs to climb up a bit and look over the bar and peer over the bar. Uh, so he waits there patiently to be served and he wonders why the other cat uh, is uh, up uh, in the middle of the picture and getting smaller and smaller. Is that spatial awareness, I wonder? I don't know. I have no way of knowing. Uh, well, I've I suppose I could go and study it. I could out, out some books and educate myself on the matter. I get out of, do I have any books here? Well, oh, as a matter of fact, yes. Uh, I have here a copy, my second ever copy of the Whiz Kids Handbook. Uh, purchased recently. Uh, this is uh, one of my favourite books from my childhood. I see I've already torn off the back cover to write a shopping list on, on this new copy. That's okay, it's a very old new copy. Uh, I got it for free. Uh, well, free except postage. I said, we'll give you this for free if you just pay for the postage. You want to get rid of this crap. Uh, but no, no. And apparently it belongs to Nick. Nick Zacharia. This book belongs to a uh, form on the front. And the previous owner has written their name in. Well, I'm going to cross that out now for one thing. I'm not having some, presumably some child uh, in America somewhere with their name on it. Oh, uh, this book belongs to me. That's who it belongs to now. I purchased this in good faith. In fact, I've purchased this book twice. Well, I presume the first time Santa Claus bought it for me. Uh, well, it's pretty much the same thing. It all comes out of the same bucket. Uh, there's a hole in the bucket, as they say, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, a hole. Uh, well, fill it, dear bucket, dear bucket, dear bucket. Or something, or something, or something, and something. Uh, that was a song back in my day. In the 80s, there was a song that went, there's a hole in the bucket. Uh, dear Liza, dear Liza. There was another one that went. Uh, she stepped out and I stepped in again. I stepped out and she stepped in again. I stepped out and she stepped in again learning to dance, to dance at Lanigan's Ball uh, by the man who uh, went on to be the old drunk priest on Father Ted. Absolutely fucking fantastic. Anyway, where was it? Oh yes, the book. I'm bored with that now. I've already put her back on the table behind me. Uh, don't worry. I'll be bored of something else sometime and uh, we'll come back to that uh, uh, then uh, whenever whenever it pops up again these things uh, they're, si they're cyclical they pop up every time from time to time uh, someday I'll be here and I'll pick up my harmonica and then I'll get bored of it after a minute and then I'll pick up something else and then I'll put it down and then I'll get distracted and then I'll, get, I'll go off on some uh, some rambling uh, lecture about some topic or other it all works out fine there doesn't need to be any order to this you know uh, chaos itself is order there's a no uh, the order here is chaos that's the order that we choose to go by here uh, the order of this program is dictated by chaos uh, anarchy is that a song as well uh, anarchy anarchy uh, anarchy in the UK well we're not in the UK so let's not get bogged down in political controversy people get very offended now if you say oh 
islands isn't that in the UK uh, no it's not but you don't have to uh, take get all pissed off if some foreigner makes an error uh, if I say Oh, Canada isn't that in uh, the United States. I don't expect people to come and shoot me and put a bomb under my car. So let's uh, let's give the same uh, oh let's give the same benefit of the doubt to people uh, who say the same about us. Uh, anyway, where was I? Uh, on with the show. Into your head. Do you like this program? Well, it's about time you proved it. Search for Into Your Head in iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and write a nice review under it. Do it today. It's been six years, you know. I'll be checking. I eat podcast listeners for breakfast, you know. Mmm, breakfast. Anyway, review the podcast in iTunes. It's important. Hash browns and toast, please. Remember, we value the opinions of you. The humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you. Just click through the Amazon link at intoyourhead.com whenever you go shopping for anything, even if you use Amazon UK or Canada. We'll take your weird foreign money here. We're not proud. Just visit intoyourhead.com and click on the appropriate Amazon banner. an old journalistic work of mine from one of my old websites. In fact, there was a, uh, an editorial in support of cheese and omelettes. I've always been a great believer in the dictum quod ete demonstrandum, which of course means ask not what your country can do for you. Instead, go to a fun fair and win a giant teddy bear called Lucy, which takes up half the house, and you may even have to get rid of your other teddy bears, Harry and Barry, despite them being much loved and one of them being a gift from your then boyfriend and now wife, who was most upset and offended about the whole thing. On the other hand, where I wear my watch, I can tell that time is fast approaching six o'clock, and that can only mean one thing, it's time to turn to cheese. Cheese is the be-all and end-all of everything. Without it, we are mere apes, incapable of making a feast from some mouldy milk, and therefore wasting all of our intellectual advances of the past 800 years. I say 800 because, of course, that's the number of years that have passed since the invention of the steam toast. A fine contraption if ever I saw one, although I should advise that if you have one of the early models, now is the time to open the bottom flap and empty out the crumbs that have gathered within it over the years. You can always make them to make, use them to make some kind of a stuffing, or perhaps a cheese omelette. Nowadays, of course, all the young people have George Fornby grills instead. That man is a genius. All that time when we thought he was being beaten up out of weakness, we didn't think he was just in a creative trance in the corner of the ring busily thinking about new ways to fry pork chops without the fats rolling back in and besides just as there are many religions and many paths to many gods we must tolerate these young people with their fancy contraptions for there are many ways to a cheese sandwich cheese omelettes are lovely by the way especially if you add plenty of onions and chickens and things to disguise the taste of the eggs and the cheese and the stuff 
not to have got anything against eggs or cheese or stuff. It's just that they don't belong together. Eggs are a breakfast item. At a stretch they can be used for luncheoning. But let's make one thing perfectly clear here. Cheese cannot be eaten before 8pm. It is a wonderful foodstuff, but its use is either as a late night, ta- night snack, a toasted sandwich perhaps after a night of beer drinking, or if you must, a cheese and wine party slightly earlier in the evening. Uh, a perennial cheese event, if you will, at Christmas, uh, but I won't. For I, as the responsible and caring editor of MatchstickCats.com, uh, where this was first published, must remain impartial in all of these matters. I care equally for both Harry the Bear and Barry the Bear, as I do for Lucy, the oversized fun fair bear, which my now wife Joanne won at Thunderland last week at time of writing. Or was it the week before? I'm open to correction. Now I'm also open to omelettes and the cheeses and eggs therein and they will give all of these wonders of the culinary world the benefit of the doubt until I've tried them all. This is after all a public service podcast created to educate and inform you, the humble and ignorant listener, so that you may dare to hope to become less stupid and more like the rest of us. Uh, who am I to stand in your way? I don't want to be the cause of another Tiananmen Square and besides you're not driving a tank, just an oversized car which you need because you have a lot of beers and after all I've always been stone cold rigidly opposed to the idea of two streets or parks or squares in the world being given the same name. There are too many chestnut closes and hillside parks and uh, Dargan streets for my liking and I will not contribute to the confusion by creating another Tiananmen Square at least not until I've visited the original one and come to a conclusion one way or another as to whether or not it is to my liking. It seems incomprehensible to any decent person that parents would insist on forcing their children to eat their greens so that they'll grow up big. For some of us, for one thing, some of us don't eat our vegetables and instead consume large quantities of chocolate and beer, yet have still managed to grow to a very substantial size. But besides that, it's been clear since the story of Jack and the Beanstalk that we are going about this nutrition thing the wrong way. Vegetables, the evidence clearly shows, are the cause of some of the worst menaces the world has ever seen. Plant a couple of supposedly innocent beans in the ground, and next thing you know you have a fictional child-eating maniac living at the top of a bean plant in your back garden. And that, we can be sure, is a recipe for disaster, especially if your cat is sitting there when it starts to sprout. A cat, when it starts to sprout, really is intolerable. It's so embarrassing trying to explain it to the vet, and besides, most of us don't even like sprouts. We just eat it because it's Christmas and you're supposed to. We, the ordinary people of this world, would far rather be eating a nice plate of melted cheese on toast and maybe a beer or two to wash it down. It's very important to wash your cheese down before you eat it. You don't know where it's being or what it's being doing and there's no point in taking any chances with food. Unless of course you've just landed on the go to jail box. If that happens you may as well take a chance card. There's every possibility that you might get the one that says get out of jail free. One of the writers here at the now defunct matchstickcats.com much prefers drag 
craft uh, to chess. Uh, although what that's got to do with Monopoly, I don't know. Anyway, I go on to say he has always loved them with their long necks and speckly coats. They really are the highlight of his trip to the zoo now that he's been banned from the wild cat section because uh, he disguised his domestic cat in a lion's custom costume. What is this crap? He disguised his domestic cat in a lion's costume to see if she would be accepted into the community. But it was all in the interest of science. And that cat is now the proud mother of three baby lion clubs who will re- replenish the zoo's stock in years to come when they run out of antelope meat. You know, that damn butcher is always running out of things. Yesterday he was seen running out of the local bank after allegedly performing an armed robbery. Luckily we mark all of our banknotes before we lodge our takings into the bank every day and we were able to check through binoculars that none of the money with which he was running away was the property of this podcast. Anyway, two butchers walk out of a bank. At that very moment... Two black cats cross their paths on their way to a bar. Unfortunately, they are still some minutes away from the bar, so they won't get there in time for a traditional two cats walk into a bar story today. Sorry about that. It turns out black cats don't bring good luck if they cross your path in pairs. The one exception to that is if you're walking along two parallel paths simultaneously with one foot on each path, but you have to make sure that each cat only crosses one of the paths and that's quite a difficult thing to achieve. Let's be honest, the only way this is going to happen is if their starting point is between the two paths and they both walk in opposite directions. And when, if ever, is that going to happen? Exactly. People are very unrealistic about these things, especially holograms. Holograms are so out of touch with reality. Just yesterday a hologram asked one of our staff whether he could have cheese for breakfast. Clearly the fault lies with rushed software releases for the Christmas market and just plain bad programming and that is why this podcast uh, blah blah the rest of this doesn't really work because it says this site has recently been redesigned to be best viewed in Mozilla Firefox rather than Internet Explorer Uh, this was originally written for my then website it wasn't meant as a a podcast dual work Uh, we'll just mark that as used Uh, used on podcast 25th Feb 2012 and now let's never speak of this again the into your head podcast will be right back after this we're back with the into your head podcast once upon a time there was a oh there was a big black cloud a big huge black uh cumulonimbus cloud and it said to itself uh, i've had enough of this crap i don't want to be a cloud anymore i'm going to rain down over people i'm going to rain like there's no tomorrow so it rained like there was no tomorrow and someone decided oh look it's raining like there's no tomorrow that must be a sign it must be a so i wonder what it says i can't read it it's probably not in so any kind of legible language that we'd know uh, why would a cloud know language uh, well maybe the person behind it knows language maybe it's the god of thunder sending us a sign and the only language the god of thunder as we know speaks is rain and thunder and lightning uh, i presume he does lightning as well does he do if, the th- if there's thunder and rain surely to christ he does lightning as well uh i don't know well, I, 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 I presume 
me does. Let's presume that the god of thunder also looks after lightning, because uh, if he's a god, surely to Christ he can handle two things, uh, especially when they're so closely interlinked. Uh, if he's able to manage the thunder, they're connected anyway. Uh, he never see lightning in somewhere where there's no thunder ever, and vice versa, and there's usually rain as well. Uh, that's why they say, oh, it's raining down from the heavens, because the god of thunder used to do it. Uh, he doesn't do any more. We have a proper normal weather system that controls itself now. We've got an ecosystem instead now. Uh, all the gods have been uh, put out of work. They're being replaced by an automated uh, weather system uh, that's been created by, oh, created by, uh, I don't know, clouds moving around and air, hot air and cold air and uh, winds and uh, channels of ocean and all sorts of stuff like that uh, so oh freaking god is going to take credit for Andy Moore uh, I tell you if I was a freaking god looking for something to take credit for I take credit for the sun I take credit for not I'd be the god of not thunder I'd say oh fuck that thunder that's a uh, that's a bad uh, bollocks is it just me or is this a load of crap? I think it is. It's a load of crap, isn't it? Uh, at the risk of sounding overly modest, uh, the last two minutes and 30 seconds have been nothing but crap. Uh, pure unmitigated piffle. Uh, pure unmitigated piss on a... Oh, piss on a, on a freaking uh, earwax thing. Uh, this would be a piss on something else. Uh, some sort of uh, a medical test or something. At least you're uh, achieving something something there well no but this is like pissing on something pointless like pissing on the used earwax cleaner thing uh well no that doesn't do any damage if it's used you're gonna throw it away anyway but if you piss on an unused one uh, then you're just being wasteful you're being as wasteful as be damned and if there's one thing i can't stand in this world is waste and i just wasted a couple of minutes talking crap although i meant well i didn't mean to talk crap i just not but crap key it sometimes happens nothing but crap comes out uh, sometimes it's a bad thing and sometimes it's a good thing on this occasion I deem it to be a bad thing uh, but we'll try and make oh we'll try and make hay while the sun doesn't shine or whatever the expression is uh, make a silk cow out of a purse's ear oh we'll try to turn the caterpillar into a, a flutter boy uh, we'll try to turn the cat into a big zebra a big zebra eating line although what's wrong with it just being a cat I don't know I think most people prefer nowadays prefer cats to tigers and lions the humble domestic cat uh, I think they would consider that better if you went up to someone and said oh I hear you want a pet do you want the domestic cat or do you want the freaking cheetah that's going to eat your children's heads off I think they go for the domestic cat even though technically the cheetah is the greater species uh, just goes to show what's all about Oh, it's all about having a bit of... Ah, a bit of what you call it. Uh, I can't even think of the word. A bit of... Ah, you know, context. It's about context. Uh, contextual thinking. Uh, we become more advanced in, in our thinking nowadays. Back in the old days, though, you go up to someone and you say... Oh, 
oh, I hear you want a pet uh, for your family to live in your cave. I've got a little uh, cat here that's being specially produced and designed to live with human beings and be their companion. I've got a big, huge dinosaur that'll eat your babies. And they'll say, oh, dinosaurs are cool. I say there's plenty of meat on that and they take the dinosaur. Well, they'd probably take it as a challenge because that's what people were like in the old days. They didn't go out to an office from nine to five and type stuff like this. I'm going to... I was going to do a typing motion on my keyboard now, but I don't want to mess up the recording software. But no, they didn't spend eight hours a day typing. They spent eight hours a day uh, figuring out how that big, huge dinosaur over there could end up on their plate. And also what to use as a plate. Uh, they don't really use that thing as a plate properly. They just get a big stick, a stick of meat on the bone, or they put it on the kebab stick or something. I don't know. They didn't really worry about uh, delf and cutlery and those days they were too busy wondering about how they were going to kill their dinner they don't go out to some fucking convenience store and uh, you just shoot the uh, shoot the convenience store clerk and eat him no no they hunted down proper animals that were intended to be eaten by human beings and they did it all within the law uh, there wasn't much law in those days admittedly although they probably did have rules in their uh, in their uh, tribes these people uh, well, I don't know I'm sure they lived by the law of their tribe or whatever uh, people weren't evil you know just because they weren't like you uh, just because they didn't believe even going to convenience stores. Uh, it's not that they didn't believe in it, they just didn't have any access to them and didn't know about it. Uh, they weren't frigging uh, psychic future predictors, and even if they were, uh, they didn't have time travel, so there was no way of going to, even if they knew that convenience stores were going to be available in the future, uh, they had no way of accessing them, so uh, that knowledge would have been useless to them even if they've had it. As yet another example of where having knowledge is not necessarily useful. Uh, so let's stop with it. Stop with this crap of accumulating knowledge that's of no use to you. I think that's the that's the crux of what I'm trying to say here. Anyway, good morning. Good morning.